Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. Okay. Well, hello, all. Welcome to the table. Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. Are you all ready to have some Grown Folks conversation tonight? Let's yes. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, my name is Alicia V. Cash, and I'm here with the, my fabulous co-host, tonight and we're ready to dive into some deep conversation about what's going on in the world. I am the the founder and president of the National Women's Empowerment Ministry and I am also the author of the Little Red Networking Book. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, we're we're going to introduce ourselves and Libby, why don't you jump in on next until Joyce's mic is working? Hello, everyone. I'm while Joyce is coming off mute. I, I am Dr. Libya Baker, and I am the um, owner and, and founder of Sugar Plum Events. I'm also um, the founder of the Annual Girlfriends Brunch. It, it is a brunch that we host every New Year's Day. I'm also an assistant pastor at Trinity AME Church here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm also a professional baker, just a woman with many hats. All right, and I'm Vicki B. Turner. I am an elected official. I sit on the DeKalb County Board of Education. My husband and I, Robert Turner, we have an initiative in DeKalb County called DeKalb Cultural Exchange, where we bring relevant issues to our community to empower us. We also operate in ministry. Looking forward to a great night, ladies. And I am Becky A. Davis, also known as the Chief Bosspreneur. I am the founder of the Bosspreneur Business Circle that is a membership platform for Black women entrepreneurs who are online educators to help them take the guesswork out of making five to six figure months. And I'm excited about tonight's conversation. Well, Becky, I'm so glad you're excited about tonight's conversation because I am too. Um, many of you are, if you're not aware, you're going to be aware that a rumor has it. Now, this is just what the street committee has. <laughs> rumor has it that Ice Cube has joined um, forces with, with Donald Trump and the, and, and the Republicans. And so this rumor has created an uproar within the African-American community. There's so much back and forth in regards to um, Ice Cube's uh, responses and really the response that came out of the White House. And so um, before I weigh in any of my thoughts about it, I just want to, <laughs> I want to get a brother a chance, you know, because see, I've been an Ice Cube fan for a long time now. You know, I'm just saying. Anybody else like Ice Cube? I mean, he's very easy on the eyes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I love I, Ice Cube. I, I love Ice Cube. You know, y'all go ahead and tell me what y'all feel. <laughs> Who wants to jump in? No, no. But... Go ahead, Vic. Go ahead, Vic. Well, you know, I try to keep things. My husband does listen to our show, so I'm not going to match. I'm not going to deal with how he looks, okay? <laughs> I, think, I think Rob is the cutest. He's the cutest. <laughs> I want to stay married. Yes. I guess, and, and I don't like starting out the conversation because I feel some kind of way about the news that we've heard uh, with regards to Ice Cube. And while we've enjoyed his artistry, uh, over the years, I, I'm just kind of suspect about anybody that gets in bed with uh, those that I consider um, that are contrary, that are negative to the benefits of uh, our community. And so I'm, I'm very suspect and I, and I can come across as probably very strongly opinionated about those that would sell their birthright for a bowl of beans. And so yet I find that happening quite a bit in the times that we're living in. Um, I think it's quite interesting that for such a time as this, that it came out. And it looks like he didn't necessarily release the information, but somebody else released the information. So, I, I, you know, sometimes we can get a little bit, bit confused about uh, the pomp and the circumstance that it's really going to benefit our community because after all we have had four years for the benefits of our community to to 
have been improved. And now all of a sudden we get a contract for Black America. And uh, this is the answer that's going to set us all free. I'm just on the fence, ladies. And so um, I'm not feeling this connection. Uh, but uh, I hear my grandmother. He said, birds of a feather, they flock together. So I'm just thinking about my grandmother's old adage. So you all may enlighten me a little better. And so I, I re I'm trying to remain open, but uh, I put it out there. I think um, the, the biggest question tonight is um, how much influence entertainers really have on what the, the black community feel and think, you know? So I think I think before we can really dive into the move that Ice Cube made, that we should, you know, kind of dive into that. Like how much does the entertainment world really have on, on the black community and the way they feel and they think? I think, I think we, uh, for all of us, have been given a platform. And I've said it before, even about the grown folks, each one of us have a platform. And, and that platform consists of influence. And so either we use it for good, either we use it for systemic change, or we use it to profit ourselves. So I think everyone, and he, uh, Ice Cube has been given a tremendous platform uh, because he has an audience of those that listen. He has an audience of those that enjoy his artistry. But do we use it for good or do we use it for that which only profits ourselves? George, you want to drop in? You can go ahead and introduce yourself and jump right on in. Let the people know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Joyce Littell, uh, host of The Quiet Storm on V103 and brand manager of News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say is I think when it comes to celebrity, you know, everybody uses celebrity because of the um, exposure that they have and the interest that people have in them. And celebrity also uses that whenever they can have and get an opportunity to make some things happen. That's what they use. And and Ice Cube did that. Uh, uh, he used his celebrity to, you know, try to make some noise. I personally think he did it at the wrong time, but because I, I don't see uh, Trump supporting it. Uh, but I, I I see them using him for his celebrity. Yeah. And uh, that's a, that's a good thing on, on, on most occasions. And, and in this occasion, I think it's, it's just a bad thing because there are so many people who are asking for the same thing and not getting that, that door open. But because he's ice cube, because he's a celebrity, because we know him, then he gets the opportunity to uh, be heard. So, you know, celebrity is used all the time on everything. I mean, when people promote things, if there's a celebrity attached to it, that's who they're going to say going to come. That's Regardless right. to whoever, whoever else will, whoever else will be on the panel, be in the audience, or be there, they are going to announce that celebrity first. So if people love them, they're going to want to follow them, and I think that's that's the good and the bad of celebrity. So let me ask a question: Would um, would it have been? Well, well, do do people not want any black person, celebrity wise, to have conversations specifically with the Trump administration about making our lives better? Just like no conversation. Let's not just talk. I, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because I think somebody got to say think, something and somebody got to step in. I think, and I think it happened with. Go ahead. I think I think. If if you can get the foot in the door, yes. But I think it's who he he got to. I, I don't think it's just me personally. I just don't think he is utilizing what what Cube's intent is to ben to really benefit us in it. You know, in in the long run, I think he's using it to say to the people that love and follow him. 
look who's coming on our side or look who is 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 with our camp you yeah. know so if, that if happened with Steve that, it did happen with Steve so what if he let's say that is the scenario and he is doing that if Cube's plan helps us do we say we don't want it to help us as long as Trump is is a part of it. We rather go keep the same system that we currently have just because it's cube that he is having a conversation with. I, you know, if, if I can jump in, this is what I think. I, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation and there's nothing wrong with, with being able to list no. out what the black agenda is. The problem here is who said that he speaks for us? A. B is what is his ulterior motive? Um, hey D, and you you're speaking my mind, D, in your comments. Yeah, yeah. I I think the problem with this is is that timing is everything. Why didn't we see this initiative when all of these Democrats mm -hmm. were running? That was a great time to put this agenda on the table to see out of all those candidates who would actually get behind that agenda. Here is the thing: he's only been offered allegedly this $500 billion allegedly for all the mm -hmm. things that are outlined. If you look at the contract and the things that they're asking for, they're not going to give that to us. Sorry about the doorbell. Um, they're not going to give that to us. Amazon is coming, y'all, because I'm ordering stuff. Um, but they're not going to give that to us. So <laughs> I do agree that we do need to get some things on the table. We need to get on the table with those. But here's what he said. He said... And he really wasn't very clear. That's what got me. He didn't say when the $500 billion will be allocated. How say he? What would he? He being Ice Cube. Okay. His conversations about it, the interviews and stuff that he had. He didn't say how they will be distributed. No, there's a contract. It did not say when they will be distributed and, and which programs with certain amounts be allocated for. Problem with that. Problem number number two is well, really number three because one was that he did it during this time, but number three is going to be okay. So you put all of this together and you say all of this money, but you never you you haven't been clear about exactly really what you want. You keep saying somebody to put money on the table. Okay, you got money on the table, but then you turn around and say, well, I, I don't believe he's going to do it. I don't believe we're going to get it. I don't believe either one of them. Then you said, no matter who's in the office, we still got to put the pressure on them. Okay, so why are, why do you need it now? So why you got a problem with Biden and them saying, well, wait, if we get in the office, then we can sit down and have this meeting about whatever this black agenda is. What, what, what's the big deal between now and then? And to me, it just, it, it sounds crazy because you're not supporting any candidate. When, when, when Tigger asked you on B103, when he said to you, he said, so what do you, what you want the black people to know? What is it you want the black people to do? So who, which candidate do you think would really give us what you're asking for? He could not answer that question. So why are you, why are you doing this with him? Because here's the thing, what he's asking for in that contract it's nothing new than what people in Congress have been asking for. It's nothing new than what the grassroots people have been asking for. And, and, and my thing is, mm -hmm. you, you, you're, you, you keep saying you're not getting behind Trump, that you're just trying to talk to both sides. But here's my problem with that. To me, you sounded like that you're trying to get us to convince to, to, to go with this other side. Now, vote how you want to. Vote your conscience. That's always been my opinion. But don't come at, at, at 20 something days out. Yeah. 20 something days out and, and put this out there to cause people to vacillate. This is not the time to do that. You could have done that a long time ago. We listen, we've had four years of this man. Why do you think that? Yeah, George but you know, he, he, he this this came about because of jo after George Floyd. This came about because of Black Lives Matter. This came about because of mm -hmm. all of the killings and everything that transpired this year. So it wasn't, yeah, he had plenty of time, but but all of us have had things that we had to look at different since George Floyd. And that's yeah. where 
he's he said just watching all of he said George Floyd that that did it for me and yeah. and we've always been fighting but this this whole plan came out because of of the the George Floyd issue and you, you're right like all of these other people have put plans forth why is why is it that his plan is getting more visibility than those politicians because people are not trusting more of them than him it's, listen, it's because Trump's camp, Trump's camp has put this out. That's the why. That's the reason it's getting attention. Yeah. And Trump's camp is trying to get the black, Yeah, but he's trying to get the black vote. So of course mm-hmm. it's going to gather all the attention. Here's the thing: I don't buy, I don't buy the fragonagle BS happened because after George Floyd, that is some who shot John. <laughs> because we don't had the Trayvon Martin thing. No offense to George Floyd, but it was just as huge. Where was Ice Cube? There you go. Where was Ice Cube? Ask the Where was Ice Cube? I want to weigh in and say, you know, I, I agree with Becky because although the Trayvon Martin thing happened, didn't have the world, right? The world movement, Black Lives Matter was impact the world. We were in, we were shut down. We were in a mm-hmm. pandemic. So we're talking about Kairos moment. Yes, it did happen with Trayvon Martin, but this was a different moment and a different movement where we were completely shut down, a pandemic where the world was paying attention to what was happening. And then also we have to think about, I don't know if you all remember, we had uh, we had another discussion. Matter of fact, Dee was on with us when we were talking about it. And I asked, I said, it's going to come to a time where Black, where's the black agenda? Who has it? What is our ask? We need to make sure that our ask is in the hands of, of the of the Harris and Biden campaign. And here was my reason why. Because when I came back, I talked about the percentage of African American men that were not um were not very excited about the Biden Harris ticket. And the reason was because their agenda wasn't speaking to their needs. And so we need to tweak Biden and Harris. Biden and Harris had an opportunity to tweak their agenda to make sure that it matched the Afri- the percentage of African American men and Hispanics that were not sold out to the vote. We have to realize, like we talked about the last time, that some people are not just like, okay, um, Trump, if it's not Trump, then it got to be Biden. No, people are really looking at if their needs being met. And so I think that on their agenda, they have to address some of the African American men needs. Because if not, that's why that's why Cube came out. If you look at what has identified what he written out with the contract with Black America? It addressed a lot of issues that pertain to African American men. It talks about economic, um, the yes. Black economic um, standpoint. It talks about Black businesses. Talk about the wealth gap. Black men talk about the wealth gap all the time. The Black tax. That's what we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. That barbershop talk all the time. We mm-hmm. cannot leave them out. Okay. You know what? Look at the timing of this. That's why I feel like I do. Where has Q been? He's not been the forefront of a movement. He's not, I don't, where has he been? Why now? 20 days out, 20 something days out. That puts anybody suspect. And who, I think Becky said it, somebody. When did he I When did Ice Cube become our spokesman? But I don't well, think that, that when, when we don't identify a group or individual, if we don't get behind a group or, or individual to say this group speaks for the African-American community, then anybody can speak from them. You know, such as Kanye West. I mean, we just have to be very clear of who speaks for the African-American community. And the the problem is we refuse to identify individuals because everybody want to speak. Every group want to speak. We refuse to get behind the best person, one person, one group, one voice to say this person for the African-American community and for the Black agenda. Well, you, but see, I, I think 
here is the thing that we have to contend with that I think that we're not thinking about. We're in a social media age. You, there's no longer get, get behind one person because social, the social media age won't allow it. People are going to be speaking out via their platform and that's going to happen. And truth be told, that's okay. I think the real issue is here is that we have to, we, we should not rely on, that, that is an older age too, that we're gonna have one person that, that, that like the Martin Luther King day, that day is really gone. There are, there are multiple voices in the movement now that we have to respect. And those multiple voices have been pushing the very same things that are listed in that contract. I Let me just say this. I am all for what he has in that contract. I am 100% in agreement with the things that were listed out. I'm in, I'm in agreement with the numbers in terms of that. We are uh, boxed into the minority uh, uh, title that uh, group. What happens is we do get lost in the sauce and some of the things we do not receive. I certainly agree with that. My issue here is, is that if you're going to come out with this, and I think like you said, it did, it, it forced him to get out and have to talk about it. And you can tell when he's talking that he, there is a rattling in his voice. He's not very uh, strong in it to me. So I, I think if you're going to do this, you're going to have to tell us exactly what you want us to do. He hasn't done that. He keeps independent and get our own uh, candidate, get our own um, uh, party. Hey, 20 some days out, sir. Sir, 20 some days out, sir. I don't, I don't, our own I don't think he I don't think he expected this. I, I, I really don't. I think just by his influence, he was just going in there. I don't think he knew <laughs> that these people were going to expect what they expect from his actions because he's never played in that platform before. If you put Killer Mike up there, Killer Mike will come at you because he's played in the platform before. Uh, Ice Cube hasn't. So I don't I, I don't think he was actually ready for all that was was all the people that were coming after him. I was watching um, Roland, uh, Roland Martin uh, prior to us going on air and he was on there. And and he was he was a little nervous and shaky with yeah, Roland he, Martin. But Roland Martin been, been uh, you know Roland ain't funny. I'll be scared to Yeah, he, he had it. I mean, we, we go back and look at it. He, he, and then he had he had this sister who's been a part of the movement for for twenty years for a very long time, and so she had. I mean, and she she came the same way. She said, "Everything that you are talking about is what we have been trying to do. We just hadn't had a chance to get our foot in the door like you did." Yeah. And 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 because he has gotten his foot in the door, Ice Cube just wasn't ready for the fire. I mean, and that's and that's just the bottom line. Yes, it's conversation that needs to be talked about, and it's and it's something that we deserve, you know, as a as a community. But I just don't think he is the person and was ready to bring it to the table. And and but, because of that, I think you know, it's just a it's just a a, a, a chance for that party to use the moment. That's just how I, I feel about I it. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you in in that him not being ready. But what I what what like Vicky said, well, where was Ice Cube when I think that's the part because I, I could say where was I when um and, and it's like situations <laughs> and certain and things happen in an, an individual's lives to say, okay, I'm going to do something here. And they might have sat down and could have done some years, but there's something that Spark said, I am going to do something. So I don't, I think it's unfair when we, when, when someone comes to the table, we were like, well, you weren't here last year, but I'm here now. I'm, I'm here to try to do what I can now. If that means opening a little door, then let me open the little door. But this is what keeps uh, some of those celebrities and those people that have influence. This is kind of keeps them from coming forward because we're gonna wear we're gonna attack them and wear them out if they do come forward with anything then it's like throw in the tie like man forget it you try to help and so we gotta we gotta come up with another way to say I get it I think the timing sucks it is horrible for it to be happening right now before this election 
And if the exact same thing was past the election, probably would feel a little uh, different about it. But I, too, have looked at his plan. I like I like his plan. I like the things that he has um, talked about. I like the doors that it it has made people start having a conversation that was not having. We started asking for things. Alicia, you're right. You said we need we we don't have an ask. Well, he's put an ask out there and it's a good ask. And I think it's because of Trump wanting to get uh, a whole lot of other stuff in on top of this to the oh the black people gonna come now we gotta know trump's little trick and we gotta know okay the, the cube new in the game you know then maybe our tweet should be like hey cube you need to get some help dude hey cube why don't you reach out as opposed to man you suck we forget you but you know what becky let me say this and, and i do agree with pretty much what you said but you don't start building the house until you first sit down and take account of the cost. You understand, just because you're a celebrity, you don't get into bed with a skilled, proficient, prolific, charming a politician, okay? You don't do that. I don't care if you're, you may have the best of intention, but you don't go in ill-advised. He used his celebrity, I think, at the wrong time, ill-advised. And so now the repercussions that are coming at him are tremendous. I'm not saying that he doesn't have some valid things that he wants to bring to our community. But baby, you don't go in to fight a lion and you just go in with your, you know, your wrapping clothes on. You just don't do that, okay? They eat you up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's what is happening, not just in your camp, but in our community. Because he's never surfaced in this way as being a vocal advocate for our community. So I think he went in all advised and that's why he's getting up. Mm-hmm. I, and I think and I think all jokes aside and all everything aside, I think he I think he does have good intentions in what he's saying and what he's doing. Granted he may have that. Um or he could have his own agenda. I, I don't know I can't say because I don't I don't know things that he's trying to do. I know that he himself wanted to run for sure at some point. But 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 I think for me, again, I have to question anybody's yes. motives when the timing is doing a crucial part of a push. When you're 20 days out, and I'm a big person that if you put any details on the table for me to look at, to decide from, I need you to tell me what, what is it that you're trying to obtain. He hasn't been able to explain that. For me. Are you getting? Are you wanting me to have a to have a have time to have critical thinking? Is it that you want me to analyze how my black vote has been used? Uh, are you wanting me just to sign the contract so that we can have some kind of pressure and influence? Because he did say that he thought if he put this out there, that he would get from the Biden Harris camp them running to him to do something. So was that the agenda to get them? Uh, to do more for the black vote, and, and you, when you didn't get it, uh, you you received a call from the camp, or you were solicited from that the other camp, and you decided to have the conversation with them. And because you are a person of entertainment, a person of business, I am as well. And we all, and, and he said it uh, in his interview that we know money talks and everything else doesn't. And that's what he said. So is it because that the five hundred billion dollars was was laid down on the table that you felt that something? Uh, transpire in that moment because there was a dollar amount placed there, but there was no action. And, and so I'm just, my, my thing is I've listened to all of his interviews today. That's what I did today. I listened to all of them and he's saying the same thing. And my only problem with it contract on his, on his face by itself. Wonderful. It's, it's great. It's what we need to be pushing for. And I agree with him that we need to press whoever is in, not only in the executive seat, but I also need him to understand we need to do the same pressure for the legislative seats and these local seats, because guess what? That executive person sitting in the chair cannot do anything to change policy and what he's talking about in, 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 in terms of prison reform, uh, in terms of uh, uh, the financial piece and all the stuff he has listed in the contract. None of that can move with that money unless the Congress votes it in and agrees with a vote. So if we don't have the Congress do you think the Republican Congress is going to go with the contract? 
that they willy-nilly president decided to put $500 billion promise on? Hell no. Well, we know we know Trump is a liar, though. He's a yeah, liar. But, but he's a party. We don't know what party we're doing. Doing. But he's trying to get. That's the question. It's a party at the table. Yeah, okay. but, I, but the fact to me, uh, and, and this is what I like about what Ice Cube did, was the fact that you got to write the vision and make it plain. And what written document or agenda or ask have we seen, you know, from the Biden-Harris um, to say that we're committed to doing this for the African-American community. We have to come back to that. And so Agreed. we can, and, and I, I'm, I hear what you're saying, uh, Vicky, about timing, because timing is everything and, and being making sure that you, you speak to someone in the political scene to best advise you on when, okay? But if not now, when? when? You know? But I, I do, I don't like the fact, like Libby said, you have so many people that are already on the fence about voting and this is just not the time and that people write that point. It. But we still cannot wait till afterwards to be like, oh yeah, and by the way, here go our agenda. No, boo, we want you to know going in the gate that this is our ass. And so I didn't wait to ask about this ass right now, 23 days, I asked, well, where was the black agenda? Because see, President Trump came out with his um, platinum plan. Talking about he was Juneteenth, a national holiday, you know, all this other stuff. That wasn't a real platinum plan. You mm-hmm. know, he came out with a plan. We didn't ask, we didn't ask for that. That's not what that. we asked for. <laughs> these are some legitimized, le- legitimized asks. And so, you know, um, but you number, know what? Number this one, a plan of neo reconstruction to re- reduce past wrong system radically imposed on Black Americans economically throughout many generations, and it talks about the av- filling in the um, the wealth gap. Well, we've been needing that for years. So uh, okay. I mean, we didn't get it in the last administration. Why Mama. not put it on the table? Write the vision. Let's write the vision and make it plain. And we talked about those radical Democrats that are out, or liberal Democrats, I'm sorry, that are out there that are waiting to hear some real answers. And we have to make sure that we address their concerns as well. But E, now these are two questions I want to put on the table. Two questions. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Can you trust Trump? No, I'll that's try one. That's one. Okay. That's one. Okay, yeah. hold on. I know it's almost rhetorical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm saying is is all money good money? It's not. <laughs> I, I I'm not I am not a man and anything Ice Cube did with meeting with Trump. I know there is a strong um Ooh, black folks don't care nothing about no um no Donald Trump, you know, and so that's why they are furious right now because it's like okay, you get the knife out of my back, uh-huh. you know. That's what they really feel like, get the knife out of my back. But I also understand the fact that you know the I don't want to say cockiness or the nonchalant from the Biden Harris um ticket to say okay, let's put that on the shelf right now and we'll come back to that later. No. No, 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 no. No, we have some concerns too. If it was the LGBT community, you would be addressing their needs. And you know what? Well, um, I think what because they have planned out. Yeah, sorry. I think that um, with the with the timing, it, we know that that that's going to make uh, some type of impact, or is a possibility that that'll make an impact. But any kind of negotiation right now, Trump is in a hard spot. And so if you're going to negotiate to get anything, you negotiate when I got leverage. Mm-hmm. He, we, as a community, we got a little leverage right now to be able to say, here's some things that we want. Because after the election, he ain't got to do none of it. He won't, he won't even think about this conversation because mm-hmm. I don't need no votes no no more. Mm-hmm. I, I can't run again. So I don't. So having to be able to like we got to do something. I believe me. I think Trump opens up his mouth, a lie fall out. He opened up his eyes. 
And, I mean, it's just automatic. And blah just come out of his mouth. We know that's who he is. I, But I do think even Ice Cube sitting down to have a conversation or uh, to negotiate, I, I don't think anything about that was wrong um, in having a, a, a conversation because Steve got, got attacked the same way too. It's like, oh, well, can anybody sit down and say, here's what we need? If we don't even tell them what we need or what we want, they, then we get what they say, what they think we need, and they think we need a holiday on Juneteenth. Now, I need some reparations. Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I agree with you. Frankie, would you have liked Ice Cube to ask permission first? Would you have liked him to go on, let's say, all of the uh, networks and say, here's what my agenda is. I would like an opportunity to sit down with the Trump administration. Will anybody get behind me on that? Would that what, have what he did do? He did go on platforms and say what his platform was and said, I don't care which side I talk to. I don't care what side. We, but this information needs to get out. They need to hear some demands from us. He said, I'm just I'm waiting on somebody. So he was on show after show after show. And because it started to get some traction, that's when because he said both parties have reached out to me. Not one. Yes. Not yeah. Both of them have reached out to me and both of them wanted to sit down. And we've talked to both uh, 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 of them. So he he didn't ask us what we thought, but he was talking to them and and I I my 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 gut just says he talked to someone cuz for Cube to come up with this plan as detailed as it is, he got somebody that he working with to come up with this stuff cuz it is well, some the really Corey Booker name is on on part of it. It's just the Cory Booker name is like on number 2 and number 3. So then that's who he should have been talking to. Well, so if, back he, if he didn't already Becky, where was he six months ago? Where was he six months ago? Why now? When you're, I'm telling you, it's it's almost like it's a ploy of the other right. camp to confuse our people. Right. Even with this thing, and I think this is a great segue. I think into Shaq O'Neal. Yeah. I'm trying to contain myself. Becky, pray for me. You let it out. Let it out on that one. <laughs> How do you have uh, been blessed with the platform you have, the exposure you have, and believe in education? Went back to finish it, and people and people look up to you, young people, and you come out and say this is your first time voting. And that means to me, ladies, he didn't even vote for Barack Obama. Listen. I don't have words. I don't. What do you use your celebrity for? To tell somebody to get the newest tennis shoe to pay $500 for? To tell somebody they need to get a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini? What do you use your celebrity for? And now you pull your chest out and say, I'm just voting for the first time. Oh my God, how appalling. Well, I don't know. You put more more effort to to pledging Omega (laughs) Sci-Fi in voting. Can I help you right there? Yeah. Oh. That was, that, that was you know what that tells me what that makes me feel is that you felt like your life was so good you didn't see our issues. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, wow. good. that's good, Becky. That's you good. Wow. Your life was good. People. You're right, right. That's wow. good. Oh, this is. Ooh, I want to choke him, y'all. I'm telling you. <laughs> and he has. I, I want to. I feel. I met him. I met him. I had the privilege of meeting him in one of our schools, and he came. And those children, those middle schoolers, they were just so. I mean, enamored with him, and he mm-hmm. was doing wonderful things. And Lord, had I known, I would have pounced on him. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, but he, and he has children. He yes. has children, and, and I'm sure nieces and nephews. Yes. So the thing is, what are you saying to them? What are you saying to your children and your nieces and nephews about this? Yes. How symbolism is that? And, and, and Be- I think Becky said it perfectly, that, you know, you, you have been 
completely disconnected to the plight of your own people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and what a slap in the face it is to your to your ancestors. And even not even we can win it your way back, but even to your own grandparents, to your mother, to your father. What a slap in the face it is to your, your great aunts and your great uncles that you got in, into your own privilege. And you've decided that your privilege is so comfortable and great that you don't even have to be a part of a democratic process that helps the rest of your, your own people. Yes. Which which you leads know, me to try to wonder what do you do? What, where is do you do a lot of work in our communities? Or do you want to just throw up the Q sci-fi sign and, and have another notch on your belt to be walking around thinking that you're somebody when yes. At this point, that's the lowest. So what? But but some people say it was courageous. There are people who are saying that it was courageous for him to be able to come out and be able to say that he he had never done it before and he seen the light. Oh my God! But you know they did. Well, I I watched the the red table talk where where um, Jada had um, Ice Cube and she had another guy who's in the NBA. Now the thing that was. now Shaq was one thing, but when they gave the numbers that of, of black people that are in the the NBA and the percentage of non voters was like over 70, 80 percent did not vote. And then the guy that was on there was like he was a voter. He was saying it was his first time voting, too. And he was talking about how, um, you know, he just he, he, he never thought about it and he took it for granted. Or when he got down there, it was so much more than he thought. He didn't know he was going. To, I thought I was just going to vote for the president. But you got to vote for all these other people. I didn't know that. And, you know, so now the NBA, because the NBA put a big move on voter registration. That's the only thing that heightened these uh, um, heightens, and that made a lot of. I know it made a lot of other people mad because Stephen A., who I don't care for, made a statement <laughs> on, on CNN talking about, um, you know, I don't want to hear what they, what they got to say. You know, they if they they ain't out there to vote when in your inside of your uh, uh, area where you black ninety percent of. Uh, players are are black and you can't even go and take care of this. And, you know, he was, he was uh, um, dogging them out, but that part, because they said NBA, not a team, a high percentage of black um, players in the NBA has not voted. You know what, Becky, Becky, um, and I'm not being um, overly um, dramatic about this. It makes me want to cry. It does. Because I'm I'm happy for these young men who broke the mold and their skills got them to this place. I'm happy. I'm happy that they can live the kind of lives that they only their ancestors, ancestors only dreamed of. And that you telling me, somebody put it in our chat here, disconnected from your identity. Yes. That's what has happened. That's a powerful statement that here, and I always look at all children. I know my oldest son, he really thought he was the next Michael Jordan. Now, I mean, I'm telling you, y'all, he was, he thought he was all that. And my husband had to have a come to meet Jesus. (laughs) I've seen you play. Listen, you, son, nobody's knocking on the door for you, so you better get right? I, I respect my son, a 43-year-old man, more because at least he understands the power of the vote. Yeah. He yeah. understands the power for my grandmother who lived to be 103 years old. How dare we disconnect to connect from our community? Let me tell you, I, I had to go online to find it. It says 20% of the el- eligible NBA players voted in the last election. Wow. Well, one of the things that really bothered me about Shaquille O'Neal, number one, that he's 48. And then number two, uh, in 2007, he um he he was in 2007 he was trying to run for sheriff and I yes, yes. yes. This, this is what I'm saying quiet as kept he 
was even interested or approached to running for sheriff in 2020. So, so here it is. You're not, you know, so, you're not a voter. That's just what <laughs> but you want somebody to vote for you. You want somebody to vote for you. You don't go and take your black person <laughs> behind somewhere and sit down. <laughs> Your celebrity gets you the vote, and you don't believe in you. Set your black person behind. Damn, you say sad. That's why I wanted to repent on his behalf because you know. Listen, he got to go to the well for his own self, honey. Ain't no (laughs) coming through this way. I am not the priest, and we all go to Jesus on us for our own cases, huh? No, no, ma'am. Well, right now he's trying to redeem. Um, Well, he has uh, partnered with, um, he's joined Michelle Obama's um, campaign, uh, When We All Vote. Um, So he's out trying to encourage others to, um, I I mean, I guess before now, during the registration time, you know, when all the booths were on the ground to encourage people to register to vote, he was out there trying to um, to push that. And that's the reason why he came forth to say that he was a um, first-time voter. But let me say this, you know, during my time um, being on the ground, encouraging people to vote. I too ran into some individuals um, that I um, deemed prestigious in the community and, and found out that they were not registered to vote. What? Yes. You say prestigious in the community? I did. They need to sit they crusted behind that. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was very shocked. Shocked. And I had to use my words very wisely. <laughs> monkey mess. Did you say this is a monkey monstrosity? I did. And I gave them a voter registration card. I sold a um a boat baby vulture in their life. And I said, please do yourself and your children's children, children's children, some justice by filling out this registration uh, re- voter registration form and vote. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is a mess. This is just, we're out here crying yeah. out for reparations. Right? Mm-hmm. We want reparations, right? Give me my, what, how many acres, 40 acres in a mule? Is that it, Libby? We want reparations, right? But I'm going to get one 500 billion. Now, I can't keep up. <laughs> the one of the things I, I do want to bring to everyone's attention that um, that we are very proud of is the numbers of early voters that yeah. are making the poll. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Martin, yeah. Martin, everyone oh, they're coming out. They're coming out. We start yes, out talking they're coming about out. And people make their own judgment. Yep. Yeah. Roland Martin yeah, was in the um, because when he went to vote, the um, voter registration line was wrapped around the church yard in Texas. And he was just at awe of yeah. how many people were out there. <laughs> people are standing in line for two to three hours. They are committed to voting early. So good job, everyone, for getting out there to uh, vote. Oh, I see you, T. <laughs> we, we know this, we know this has been crazy for years. If you didn't, if you didn't vote before <laughs> and don't vote now, move to another country, please. Right. Get all out. Baby, y'all out. She's saying you're being evicted. I'm putting you out. Listen, you don't know Right. Y'all go wherever y'all gonna go have your own kumbaya. But right, because if Trump make it in, y'all ain't gotta go nowhere. I'm going somewhere. Listen, I need a new passport to another country. Right. Help me, I can pass for for being a, a Nigerian or something. I got to get in somewhere. And the other country, the other country is not gonna want us. <laughs> we gotta beg our way in. We gotta beg our way in. Y'all understand? Y'all see what we doing? Nope, they're gonna say, Where your COVID test? They're not playing. Meanwhile, when you're voting, please make sure that you vote wisely because you know what? Let me just go ahead and let you know, give you something to holler about. Kanye West is already talking about get the West Wing ready. Baby, listen, listen here. Everybody come close to yeah, Come on, come on, baby. Come <laughs> close to the screen. Vote wisely. Uh-uh. Come close to the screen. <laughs> what we're not going to gonna do is entertain <laughs> clown number two. <laughs> the baby is sick. The sick no. baby. The baby is sick. 
and Mm-mm. we cannot even discuss nothing the sick baby is saying. Well, to his defense, he saw some misleading data within the polls in in Kentucky that showed that he was leading. And so he's very Uh excited. He got very excited and said, ring ready, baby. Yes, and it's uh, and that's okay. The baby's sick, and it's all in the baby's mind. And the West Wing is gonna be right there in that little ranch house. He got a whatever he got matching out there in the West, and that's okay. He can do whatever he wants to do with his money, but it ain't gonna be over there at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. There you go. <laughs> now, and, and the West Wing may be in, he may be in Libby. What's the address? $1,600. Listen, he may have a West Wing, wing at one of these hospitals. We send up Timber on his behalf. Do you hear me? We send up Timber on his behalf. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God have mercy. But, 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 but all seriousness, it, it has been really, really inspiring to see the lines. Yes. Early voting, it has mm-hmm. been very inspiring to see how people are and how people have been patient. We have not heard any bad stories of people yeah. being violent and crazy. You know, of course, the waits have been long and, and crazy and bad. Oh, for those of you who are watching, if you're in Fulton County, State Farm Arena has 300 machines. Yes, and people are going get, going to vote. They're getting in and out. So if you're in Fulton County. Just take yourself down to State Farm Arena. They have enough room for you and enough machines that are working. They have not had any problems with their machines. So please do go. Uh, if you if you want an early vote, if you look at the, uh, the news and seeing all these lines and you're being discouraged, do not be discouraged. Go down to the State Farm Arena and cast your vote and do it now. Polls are open 7 to 7. Yes. And if you're in the city of Stonecrest, we don't have an arena with 300 machines, but we do have a, a former Sam's building where you can go over and vote there. <laughs> you can meet me there on Saturday, and I will have snacks for you while you wait in the line. I like that. Snacks. <laughs> right. Snacks to the polls. Snacks mm-hmm. to the polls. Me and Chloe, the Center will have snacks to the polls on this Saturday, yes. I like that. Thank you. Well, Y'all thank see you for joining tonight. Uh, <laughs> Do you see this comment? Giza won't make it to the side gate of the White House. I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Before we close, before we close, I want to say um, there's a reason we're wearing pink tonight. Yes. And uh, it shouldn't just be assumed. And, uh, and I've got my pink ribbon and pink earrings, right? But um, we want to bring awareness to breast cancer. And I think, Becky, your mother is a survivor. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And many of us know and have family members that are survivors. And so we, we want to celebrate those that have made it through and then those that have gone on. But certainly to bring an awareness to our community that is yes. in disproportionate numbers. So get your breast exams, get your mammograms, and, and stay healthy. So we've got some threats out here against us, not just COVID-19, but this is uh, breast cancer is a serious threat to our lives and our livelihood. Yes. So I wanted to say that, Pastor. Oh, no mm-hmm. problem. Yes, ladies and everyone watching, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and early detection save lives. So make sure that you go yes. out and make your appointment and stay ahead of your uh, mammograms. And so pretty much that's all we have for you tonight. And we thank you so much for joining the Grown Folks Table podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We're on all podcast channels. And also, please don't forget to subscribe to our email list. We have a subscription right there on our Facebook page. So for those of you that clicked in and watched us live, we would love for you to subscribe to our email list. And we would love to hear from you. And tell us how you're enjoying the show. Tell us how you're enjoying pulling up to the grown folks table every other Thursday night. Well, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for joining us.